I'm in. In five, four. Does someone hear? Does anyone else hear crunching? <laughs> Bunch da- of crunch. Danielle, do you hear something? Cheetos. Cheetos. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways, where was I? This is Danielle. I didn't get the three. Oh, whatever. I'm no longer hungry. Five, (laughs) four... Three. Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. I've been talking, so you already know who I am. And Carla is not the only cat who likes Cheetos. She's got dirty Cheeto fingers. I got Cheeto dust on my fingers. She's sitting (laughs) naked in a beanbag eating Cheetos. You can't make this shit up. Nope. (laughs) I am clothed. And we are Hoosier Homicide. Oh, oh yeah, shit, I forgot, I forgot that. that. True <laughs> crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone who doesn't know what a Hoosier is. If you don't know, all you need to know is that I ate of ear of corn before we started. <laughs> and Cheetos. And, and Cheetos. <laughs> and that pretty much sums it up. Yup. Yup. And then she said, oh, let me oh. get by you for the ranch. Oh. oh. <laughs> or what is it? Let me, oh, let me sneak by. Right, you get the ranch. Grab the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd been, if you had just had a tenderloin with some ranch, mm-hmm. a breaded tenderloin sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If you don't know, if you've never had a breaded tenderloin sandwich, and you're okay with getting diarrhea, it will fuck you up. It's so good. They're though. good. You have to go. The best. My my favorite. Breaded tenderloin is the coachman in Plainfield. That's very specific. I've been. That there. is very specific. Try it so. out. Try it out. And they did not pay me a cent to say that. By That's the way, That's true. That's just because you're honest. I am. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest, man. Hey. The rest of the food kind of sucks. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> yeah, say. I feel like actually no, that's not that's that's not entirely it's just true. Mediocre. That's not entirely true. They do have the simple stuff is good. You know the burger, the but yeah. Anyways, we're. I so, digress. Yes. I digest <laughs> Cheetos. Anyways, <clears throat> hello. Yeah, what's going on? It's been storming all day. I didn't even know. I didn't leave my house until I came over here. Did you have a fun night? What'd you do? I did. Um, gosh, what did I do? Went to a housewarming party. That was good. Then went downtown, and. Pretty much it. The annoying part was I called my Lyft, and Lyft? he was like, "You called Lyft and not an Uber." I have twenty percent off right now. <clears throat> so I called. Okay, I ordered it. Whatever you do it on the app, and then the guy calls me like maybe thirty seconds later. It's like I can't find you. I'm like, "What do you mean? I just it just happened. It just happened." So I was like, "Okay, well, I'm right outside of the Winter Circle Pub. Don't know." That's another strange thing. We we decided to leave the bar and then walk like two blocks and then call the Ubers. <laughs> I don't know. And he then he couldn't find me. And then instead of going to where I was, 
he went to the tin roof. So then I had to walk back to where I was. And he was like, I'm here. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not here. He was like, no, I'm in front of the tin roof. I was like, cool. Remember when I told you it was outside the Winter Circle Pub and your app has GPS on it? You're so close. So I just went, I guess I'll walk. I get in the car. He goes, so how do you get to your house? How do, how do I get where we're going? I'm like, what? I, I'm just, That's I'm not, not what you get paid to do. You don't get to ask the person. You should just. And he goes, well, I don't know about this GPS. Well, it doesn't know. I doesn't know. Get out the atlas. I was just like, yeah, just go straight, bro. Like, but yeah, he was the worst Lyft driver in history. He didn't want to use his GPS. He didn't. He didn't trust the GPS. And I was like, okay, but you don't know. I could be like really fucked up right now. And you're going to, you're going to like, you're going to trust me. You would just sit in the car and you guys would drive in circles. We could. (laughs) Like, take a left. Or he'll take off and go in the opposite direction. And take another And take left. him to his secret hideout. Hey, there's a story about a girl that got in an Uber that was not an Uber. Yes. That's why you got checked with him. He lied. But she was a little too fucked up. I was going to say, they send you what car it is, yeah, you, what color, she the was license plate number. Up. And they're supposed to be like a sticker on them too, I yeah, think. Yeah, they're supposed yeah. to have like their little emblem mm-hmm. on it. Or the one I got in last night, it had like literally had a light up thing in the window that said lift on it. We give you a lift. That was annoying. Don't be a lift driver if you can't read the map. It literally tells you where to go. Did he print them off map quests? He should have. With almost all the ink gone. He it couldn't was blurry. even hand me and be like, will you read these to me, please? You still have to tell me where to go even if I have the GPS up. It's very odd to me. Yeah. About how bad you are with directions. I could get yes. lost in a bathtub. You could. It's just so strange because, like, I only need to go somewhere once and I know where it is. You do well out of your element. Yeah, it's at home. I can't find You do stuff. real well out of your element. Well, that's interesting. Why Dad's is that? the same way. I'm very much a creature of if I'm going somewhere I don't know, I get on Google and go to images and go to Street View and start looking around for landmarks and shit. And then he'll get it tattooed on him just in case. No, not exactly. Wait, do you guys remember that commercial that was for varicose veins? And the guy, he has his flip phone, and he calls. He calls, and he needs directions, and he's writing them down and drawing the street on hey. along the woman's varicose vein. Hey, I think I do remember that. Do you remember that commercial? No. We should find that. God, I remember damn, that, that and sounds she got awful. She got pissed and stormed out. And then and went was to like, get varicose never be veins. embarrassed of your varicose veins again. <laughs> Why are you with the dude that would draw on your leg? That's horrible. It's horrible. Ooh. You know what else is horrible? What? Fish scented oh, yeah, fertilizer. Cuz I don't really know what. Oh yeah. Boris, our canine child. Oh, let me let me tell the story from, from my point of view. Okay. I call you when I'm trying to leave work. You don't answer, so no big deal. I'm driving home. I get a phone call, then back from you. I pick it up, and I say, hello, and you immediately sounded a little panic, and you go, well, your dog. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's, all sudden he's my dog. <laughs> Cracked open and ate a bottle of fertilizer. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Fuck. Thankfully, though, it was organic. Yes. And we're not sure exactly how much just leaked out into the ground and how much he ate. Well, he took it out of the garage, got up on the counter, took it. It was like a medium-sized bottle. I don't do amounts of liquid unless it's a Diet Coke can. 
how many ounces in the Diet Coke can, Danielle. Yeah, tell us without looking. You have to look. She doesn't know, folks. Was it 16? She still can't find it on the can. <laughs> can't find it. She can't find it on the it's can 12. still. Oh, 12, it's 12 ounces. Fluid ounces. Okay. It's 12. How many milliliters is that? Fuck you. How many cups? 355. Oops. Eight ounces. <laughs> a pound. <laughs> There's eight ounces in a cup. There's not eight ounces in a pound. <laughs> no. I know. There's 16 ounces in a pound. I hate, I hate math. And there's eight ounces in a f- cup. She said that. She, being me, yes, I did. <laughs> I said it too. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know, medium-sized bottle, enough that, what, a 70-pound dog could pick it up and carry it out into the yard because the door to the, the garage back door was open into the backyard, which is fenced in. And he kind of hid from everyone back there and proceeded to chew the top half of the bottle off to get to the fish-based fertilizer. It was it was awful. I, <laughs> I went over, this was over at your parents' house, and I went over there after work, and you were over here cutting the grass, mm-hmm. and your parents are watching the neighbor's golden retriever, who is a long, well, I guess all golden retrievers are long hair, but anyways, Mickey's kind of small for a golden retriever. Yeah. But anyway, she comes walking in the door, and I'm like, God Damn, that smell is so bad outside that just opening it out and your mom just walked our daughter out in the yard. I'm like, no, you ain't playing out. Well, the dot Mickey had gone and rolled all in it. She found a spot where my dad hadn't hosed down because you couldn't see it. And came inside and oh man, she bombed the inside. Oh yeah. That's how your dad knew where to hose off the. Yeah. Yeah. So we weren't sure what it was going to do to the dog. It was like. You know, but even though it was, it was gonna be organic like a skunk or something, yeah, or like it was going to give him the shits or vomit, we're just kind of looking at him, like oh. he looked like he didn't feel real well, but maybe that was the smell. Yeah, he he had the squirts later on. Ew. I mean, but at least it was outside. He got a bath. We had to give Mickey a bath out in the yard, and then our daughter was really irritated. She couldn't be in charge of the entire process, and but we were scrubbing her down, like trying to get all the stuff out of her, and then I had to come home and give our dog a bath, which the odor mostly on him was in his cheeks and his mouth. Yeah. Ew! And just Ugh. so everyone knows, we know to try to make the dog throw up, and it was by the time they found him, it had been too long. But yeah, and it was advised not to. It was like give him a big meal and plenty of. And liquids. we know we personally know the vet and know at what point. Mm-hmm. That we were supposed to take him in. So ju- yeah. we didn't just go, well, hope, hope, fuck, you hope, you, hope you're okay. Although I did walk out from working out. I did walk back inside when you guys were still over there mm-hmm. and looked at him a couple of times. And he was like completely passed out, like his tongue hanging out. And I said, Boris, you alive? And he looked up at me. I'm like, okay, well, thanks, pal. Go back to sleep. Too, that oh, yeah, he was too, tired. So it was like, he's just tired. So he's, he's looking he's, over here like you guys are a bunch of assholes. Yeah. He knows we're talking about him. Yeah. And then, so that was fun. And then the story, did you know potty training absolutely is the worst? No, it's not. I don't recall. I don't think so. it's that bad. I'm scared. It's the worst. I don't, it's the worst. Okay, it's not of, the worst. W- it, would you even say it's the second or third worst? Okay, let me rephrase. It sucks. Because it's just. Why? Okay, I'll tell you why it sucks. One day in particular, it sucked. Because, you know, it's all the time pottying and then. Learning to wipe and all that stuff, which now I'm real grateful that my mom taught me how to do that. I guess you don't think about it. No, you don't. She had to relearn. 
She got lazy at one how point recent? and started pissing how herself again. How recent are we talking? Yes. She she pees in the little pot and kind of like help her wipe a little bit because, you know, and then she takes off oh, with yeah. her underwear, not all the way pulled up. Well, the little piece of toilet paper I was holding got set down on the countertop instead oh, of on yeah. the floor or in the toilet because she, I didn't want her to fall. You know, we have hard floors all throughout just about. And I was like, she's going to bust her face and then that'll just be the end of the day. So I ran after her, left this urine dampened, soaked, dampened toilet paper on the counter. Come back a couple hours later. There's a lot of toilet paper on our countertop in the bathroom because she will grab too much and I'll have to rip it apart to be like, here, don't use so much. That's wasteful. And then the unused gets thrown on top of the counter. Well, I picked the used up and blew my nose. At what point did you know? <laughs> when I like <laughs> inhaled to blow again. Ew. I could taste it. <laughs> Ew. I know. And I was just like, where am I in my life that I'm using urine covered toilet paper to blow my nose? So you don't know this, but I talk about you guys at work. Why? Because you're a hot topic. Anyway. Who? Her? Yeah, your life. My life. Your life. And we all talk about it. Well, then we talk about it on a podcast, too. You texted me this story about you blowing your nose, and they were like, oh, we're not surprised. No. <laughs> so I told the story because I thought it was really funny. And they're like, oh, we don't, we're not surprised. Don't oh, make well, sense. We, if we lose the element of surprise, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking like two coworkers, people I sit right next to. But one of them's Haley. Yeah. So. Your boss boss. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing, they we got sent a very passive aggressive email about dress code. <gasps> Did it say as per my first memo? I'm a stickler no. for I'm a stickler on the dress code. Well, you guys have some weird shit there, like pajamas. Well, well we have uh, people wearing pajamas and uh well, and space boosts. <laughs> I wouldn't I mean th- okay, like dudes kind of think leggings are pajamas. Leggings are not like they they're go not, well with nice but tops. But they're getting on us about leggings. What are you gonna wear? Well, okay, so like I don't. I I dress okay, pretty professional every day. Um, I'll save like one day a week, pretty much. Are to, you guys supposed to be dressed business casual? No, really? it's just like recently they just decided one they day. Literally, just, we're start, we're starting to get more investors, so they want us to be. So they sent out this email. They're like leggings, workout pants, and Haley's like. These are Lululemon yoga <gasps> pants, and they're a hundred and ten dollars. You think I'm sleeping in these? I'm like, oh my god! But then they said like hats. All the guys wear hats. Oh, they're exnaying hats. They're, even there's no way. Really? I mean, there are some these dudes wear hats. I've never seen the top of their head. They wear a hat wow. every day. But you got to think, we don't have customers. I mean, our doors are locked. Well, we exactly. have to have the key to get into our building. Like. You guys could wear pajamas because no one. Yeah, and people do. So I get it. I get get rid of the pajamas, whatever. Mm -hmm. Sure. But then they said certain sandals, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting mad now. What what am I going to wear? Before too long, you're going to have work polos. Yeah. Yeah. Buckled suit and tucked and buckled and dress boots. Yeah, it's not going to be good. You guys don't even have to wear ties. No, no, but. 
Mm. I just think it's, I think some of it's silly. Like, you're really going to take the hats away from the guys? Yeah. I thought maybe that, is that to even it out, taking the leggings away from Are they the going to start walking clients through the office? With I don't know. Color? They they got to change a lot if they're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they said no spaghetti straps, which I don't really wear. All I can think about Ron yeah. Collie is when they got rid of the pleather pants, skirts, two, it has to be two inch thick. Okay, but like, like they're the top, the style now is like the cutout shoulders, and I really like those. Yeah, and but some those of those aren't... straps are smaller. So I'm like, are they really like, I can't wear that anymore? But then there's the rest of the sleeve is next Yeah, the rest to of it. the sleeve is there. It's just, so good luck weird. is all I'm good saying because I'm going to keep wearing it. They'll start giving you, what, it, what at school was it when you got... When you got in trouble, what'd they hand you? Or a mark? Was it a at wrong college? You'll have to you'll have to ask someone else because you know, I literally never got in trouble. And now look at you now like saying it, is it, Fuck the dress code. Fuck the dress code. Look Carla's now. I a, think I look nice rebel. every day. So you do. If I, have I see a you after strap, I think it's okay. You always look nice, yeah. So we'll just freaking see. That's all I gotta say. Lulu there's a Lululemon murder. Really? Oh yeah, it's insane. But I don't think it has any connection. Yeah. To Indiana. So she, well, Haley's like number one dress code breaker. I mean, she wears crop tops with her leggings. Hey, if you're bringing no in bra. the numbers, man, I don't want to hear. And that's it. what she's like. That's it's like she's like doesn't wear a bra on her nipples or pierced, and she's like, <gasps> why are you I gasping love, at no, that? No, because that I can't get my nipples. Like that hurts when you when you say nipples pierced, it hurts me. <laughs> That you're gasping because it was bad. She's like number one dress code breaker. So I think I'm going to be okay. Yeah. You're like, that's my boss. I'm just. I just am here. I, I wear. She tells me not to wear it. <laughs> Does this tie in at all? Did, well, have you, have you read the sheet piece of paper before now? I type all this. I type all this out. If Daniel's ready, we can go. I, I've been ready. Sorry. 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 I just thought that was a point Daniel, of you might remember this. I do remember it. Why, though? Because you're older than him. Ooh! Is that what you're talking about? No. He, oh, okay. just, he remembers things. Okay. You probably don't remember. I don't know if you'll remember this or not. No, or you know of it when I start talking. We'll see. Get to it. All right. So Marcus Schreckner grew up in Maryville, Indiana, and attended Purdue University, where hmm. he was a cheerleader. Hmm. And he met his wife. What's wrong with that, Carla? Michelle. Nothing. <laughs> the male cheerleader. The, the, the university is what's the problem. They can't help it that farm animals go there. Also, Listen, IU has I one. want my vet to go to Purdue. Yes. I don't want my vet to go anywhere else. I like, just would like to say that IU has won the national cheerleading competition or sh- championship for like four years in a row. Well, so. Because. Yeah, everyone I know that went to Purdue more or less has a great paying job right off the bat oh yeah okay right let's like let's just like like i know a lot of people who went to iu right now who uh let's just gloss making... over that we'll just uh, let's yeah. just gloss over that <laughs> if it wasn't for that whole money thing <laughs> the one person i know who dropped out of purdue is an still, air traffic controller still makes a fuck that's ton of oh money. yeah that's pretty you don't have to have a degree yeah. for that Mm-mm, you just have to be uh, smart enough you just have to you just have to walk in and Score in the 98th percentile on the, the exam. Okay. He was a male cheerleader, which is how you meet women. Because the, the male to female ratio, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not judging him for that at all. Prior to January 2009, Marcus was a financial advisor, and he lived with his wife and three young children in a 10,000 square foot waterfront house in 
Geist. Geist, yes! yes! Yeah. Uh, where else are you going to have a 10,000 square foot home? Carla, where's Geist? It's on the north side. On a man-made lake. It's a reservoir. A reservoir. It's French. Very expensive. It's French for the hole filled with water. It was also a nickname Cocktail Cove, because everyone's got a cock in their hand. I mean, a cocktail in their yeah, hand. Oof, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was some discrepancy about how much this house cost. Wikipedia said it was $4 million, mm. The New York Times said it was $3 million, mm. And then WTHR said it was $1.5 I'm going to go with $1.5. Yeah. I was like, wow, $4 million in Indiana? That's, that's nuts. Uh... There may be something close to that. Yeah, but I don't think this house was. I tried to find... I don't have the address, so I couldn't look it up specifically. I tried to find out, but I couldn't get something to confirm the same price twice. They got some swanky shit, basically. Nice stuff. He owned a $2 million company plane that he piloted. So he liked to do stunts and things like that. So he was a stunt pilot. And he owned a Lexus, and his family even did an ad for a Wait local... Wait a second. How much... How expensive was this house? We're thinking in the millions. We and don't he, know. he owned a Lexus? <laughs> Cheap <laughs> motherfucker. And he was in an ad for a Lexus dealer. Him Tom Wood? His, Tom Wood. Oh, well, then maybe the no, car was free. No, I don't free. know if it was Tom yeah. Wood. It might have been free. That would have to be. But a $2 I'm just thinking, man, if you're, paying, if you're paying $2 million for a house... You know, come on, you can buy something a little nicer than a Lexus. That's what it, yep, that's true. He's I hadn't trying about to that. save. <laughs> Go get you a Bentley or something. Yeah. See, yeah, that's where it or should be. Or a Rolls be Royce. I think they had a toy you for know, just about everything. I'm just, I'm just Motorcycles, car, I'm sure they had other cars than just that one, but that's the one they listed, I guess, because he was in the ad for it. He was the owner of three companies. Companage? Uh, that too. <laughs> the nine, 93rd like companage a, of... <laughs> A company is like, is like a, an adjective for company. Yep. <laughs> he was the owner of three companies, Heritage Wealth Management, Inc., or HWM, and Icon Wealth Management, which had the same address, as well as Heritage Insurance Services, which also had the same address. Oh, I think I might know this one. You might. In December of 08, Schreckner and HWM was sued by another yeah, company. okay. Mm-hmm. That was trying to get back $1.4 million for a commission it had paid to Schreckner for selling insurances hey, and annuity policies. Does somebody die in this? I'm pretty sure somebody dies in this. <laughs> okay. Are you still with me? I'm looking it up. Looking it up? We're about to find out. Stop. Stop looking. Can you not just participate in this? I am participating. Quit looking it up. I'm not looking anything up. I'm watching porn. Liar. specific. <laughs> so, turns out I meant corn. I'm looking up pictures of corn. The band before or, the food? or after yes. digestion. <laughs> <laughs> turns out when you have it all, you still want a little bit more. That's he, why he had Alexis. He was trying to save. Yep. He's trying to save money, mm-hmm. even though he was happily married to a very pretty wife. What do you think he was also doing? Um. Was he uh, was he secretly gay like the guy we were watching that show last night? The staircase? No. Yeah. No. No. Okay. He was having an affair with a woman at the airport where he kept his plane. Hmm. 
Hmm. Wonder what wonder what airport that was. Hmm. I don't know. Indianapolis. No, well, was it, was it the was regional it? airport? I wonder if it was a smaller local something because it was Municipal? a smaller. <gasps> no, <gasps> no, not that far south. <gasps> but she, the wife, found out when she saw him and her walking into the condo he was paying for her. Michelle told NBC it came as a shock. He never really told me. I, uh, I saw him and her moving into the condo together. When I was uh, at the condo with this other woman, Michelle came there and she was very upset. She confronted you? Absolutely. What did she say? Uh, I don't remember exactly everything she, she said. I can assure you she was very hurt. She was crying. His marriage was on the brink of destruction, and his behavior became more volatile. So he never admitted it directly. She saw them together and was not happy. So she. Well, which one was she? Sad. Was sad one of the I seven? I don't think sad would be. She could be grumpy. She could be dopey. She could be sneezy about it. Yeah, she can't be sad, though. And sad's not one of them? No. Okay. Well, she filed. I think grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. Yeah, because she filed for divorce, so maybe she was just fucking pissed. Uh, That's then, actually the eighth dwarf. <laughs> fucking pissed. Fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> the n- next day, his Indiana State financial advisor license expired, and all three of his companies were searched under a warrant related to ongoing investigations. Schreckner was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but often didn't take his medication. Did you see yourself as someone who could turn, who had a Jekyll and Hyde personality, as they said? I did, and it was starting to scare me. I didn't understand why this was happening. It would go from very calm to not so calm and very combative. And as I aged, it got worse and worse. His diagnosis was bipolar disorder, and he began treatment, but often didn't take his meds. And the storybook marriage with Michelle was straining at the seams. She really put up with a lot of, you know, me that I think was, was stressful. What was she putting up with from you? The mood swings. One minute I would be very calm, and the next minute I would be very angry and out of control and not even make, be making sense with what I was saying. My public service announcement is to take your medication. As prescribed. As prescribed. And don't sell it. Don't sell it. When you feel better, don't stop taking your meds because your meds are the reason why you feel better. I, no, that means it, you're cured. You're magically. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Your body's making its own drug now and you don't need anything else. No, take your drugs. Got it? Yes. It's fucking understood, man. Yes. And if you don't have drugs and you need them, it's okay to I seek help. I think that's a bigger problem. Okay. His therapist told 2020 that Schreckner's bipolar disorder would swing him through manic highs and deep depressions with talks of suicide. It all took a toll on his storybook marriage. Why was his therapist talking to 2020? Like That seems like a violation. I know. I was like, the... wait a minute. Isn't that a violation of HIPAA? HIPAA? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she had his permission or he. Ooh, he or she, maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. and also... And I think I was inadvertently drawn to the story, like talking about mental health and suicide. I didn't really, I wasn't paying attention when I was researching it, but there is like some of that underlying theme, but it's a question of, was he really, or did this pop up as 
an excuse for your very poor behavior and, you know, that type of thing. So you kind of have to, I guess, interpret for yourself where the line between mental health and you're just an asshole lies. So on December 31st, officers searched Schreckner's home, seizing their passports, 6000 in cash, the title to a Lexus, <laughs> and deposits slips for bank accounts in Michelle's name. So he's got stuff in his wife's name, too, as well as six computers and nine large plastic tubs filled with various financial and corporate documents. They think he had access to at least $660,000 in offshore accounts, too. It's not that much, really. It looks kind of shady. Now, while this is all going on at home, like police showed up to her, you know, at, the wife's at home with the kids. Please show up. And I think the kid is like, Mom, there's a policeman at the door. She's like, what? <laughs> a policeman. He says he can come in. So I let him in. <laughs> it's like you were there. What? <laughs> It's a, it's more than one policeman now, Mom. There's like five or six. You should come downstairs. <laughs> what? Oh, was your mom there? Where does this did this actually happen to you guys? It could have. It could have. Oh. This is very similar to the, the time that I was screaming help in my room because it was a mouse. Why? <laughs> Why is she making that noise? <laughs> so, but while his kids and wife are at home with the trauma of police officers digging through all of their shit, when you have a search warrant, they can just dig through whatever they want if it includes the entire house, you know. He is in Florida with his girlfriend. How, times. how convenient is that? At the beginning of January, the Indiana Department of Insurance had filed a motion to revoke the license of Schreckner and Heritage, one of his companies, and find them citing a string of complaints from clients, some charging that he for forged signatures and withdrew investment money causing large surrender penalties. All of which is kind of confusing to me, but... It sounds bad. Yeah, like doing stuff he shouldn't be doing with people's money. Right? Is that yeah. what you got from that? Yeah. Okay. Is this, this might be a Forensic Files episode. I'm not sure. Oh. What the fuck are you doing, Carla? <laughs> Lifting up her nose to get closer to the mic. Hello. <laughs> Do I need to go get you the Peppa Pig ears? I already have quite an upturned nose, if you look at it. I know. I just stare at it sometimes. Don't look at me. I think, of, I think about if there were little skiers and snowboarders that they could go down. No, I'm the and one. And they'd be able to jump. Right they'd be able to jump. That's just, you have a black You know what's diamond. funny, though? You have a black diamond. I have, I have the same thing. No, you just got a big I nose. I have a bump. I think that's like common. Yeah, well, you don't mind it when this nose is behind <gasps> your butthole. Stop it. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, okay, Joe Mazzoni. Mazzone or Mazzoni? I'm not sure. A retired airplane captain for Delta Airlines told ABC News that Schreckner would take advantage of trusting, hardworking people. 
Mazone and other retired pilots trusted Schreckner with their retirement and claimed that he would invest their money in long-term insurance policies without their knowledge. In one case, costing a retired couple 135000 of their original 900000 investment. Where do people get that money from I don't the first know. place? I don't know. So, yeah, there was something big with Delta Airlines. Like, he got a group of pilots together when Delta in 06 was going through, like, bankruptcy. And he's saying, <laughs> we disagree with their bankruptcy process. If you give me all your what your pension plan, then we can reinvest it or something. And we can disagree with Delta and we'll overturn all this. Well, that didn't happen and their money wasn't really there anymore or it wasn't in full anymore so it's like uh, some airplane pilots were pissed and that's one of these guys on january 9th schreckner had been ordered by a maryland court to pay a maryland insurance company five hundred and thirty three thousand five hundred and sixty four dollars for issues also related to commissions again i don't really understand what that means he was also being investigated by the fbi at the time of those events at least eight lawsuits have been filed against him in 10 years leading up to January 09, including slander, interfering with business relationships, and failing to pay a contractor who worked on one of his homes. Well, that's just shitty, not to pay someone who worked on your house. People think they don't have to pay. Criminals. 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 Mother Fucking hate criminals. criminals. On Saturday, January 10th of 09, Schreckner traveled to Harpersville, Alabama in a pickup truck carrying a red Yamaha motorcycle with saddlebags containing money and supplies. He then returned to Indiana after placing the motorcycle in a storage facility, telling the owner he would return and retrieve the motorcycle the following Monday. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Whatever, Did man. this guy know Mark Leonard? <laughs> <laughs> On January 11th, the next day, Schreckner departed in his turboprop single-engine Piper Meridian plane from an airfield in, in Anderson, Indiana. So it's actually that. pronounced Peeper. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're just about as gullible as I am. Man. Uh, I can't pronounce words well. I'm sorry. I'm the one reading. Peeper? <laughs> She's no fun to play Scrabble with. Damn. No, I can't spell anything. Oh, I'm this yeah, spell I'm I'm a bad one. We could we'd have an ultimate showdown of we like could have fish, a... pony, heap heap hip hop anonymous. Heap hop anonymous. Heap hop anonymous. He was flying to Destin, Florida. And I think during this also, so he's getting It's a... actually pronounced Destin. <laughs> Fuck you. It's also pronounced Florida. Florida. <laughs> he was under investigation by the FBI. His wife was filing for divorce, and his stepfather died. Oh. So he has a lot of turmoil going on preceding these events. He doesn't take his medicines. Yeah, and not taking your meds, which is not good. And this is a quote from him. He says, I didn't call the tower. I didn't call the ground. I didn't have the runway plowed. I just took off, he said. Well, that definitely takes some balls. Yeah, and he took, by his account, 10 Oxycontin. Which are painkillers. So, excuse me, sir. Excuse You've me? been doing what? Now? So he 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 was taking oxys and mm -hmm. then flew an airplane. Yes, wow. which is bad. That's really ballsy. That explains more why he why he took off. Yeah, yeah and it, he wasn't afraid to. Yeah. What so, if the plane actually was just sitting? 
the whole and he time. Thought he was he was like, I took off. <laughs> Like Wolf of Wall Street, he had this whole vision. Yes, that's a good movie. (laughs) This sounds an awful lot like the Wolf of Wall Street, except it doesn't sound like he was returning other people's money and going, here's your investment. No. Yeah. Near Birmingham, Alabama, he made a distress call telling air traffic controllers that his windshield had imploded and he was bleeding profusely. He then set the plane to autopilot and parachuted out. The fuck this guy doing? I think he was at. He's tw- also DB Cooper. Yes. <gasps> Let's talk about something that really like low key freaks me out. Is that DB Cooper hijacking? He was at- a former IndyCar driver and owner. Dick Simon was actually investigated as being DB Cooper. About that? Yeah, we did. I think we did, but I don't know if I had to cut some of it because it was the episode got way too. Basically, long. he matched the he he was capable of flying, or he was capable of. Um, Parachuting, swimming, was flying. Did DB Cooper actually take over the plane for a minute? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so he he was somebody who was able to fly, parachute, and swim. He was one of so many people in the Washington, like the tri-state area. Oh, okay, where of people who could. So, anyways, they came into the race shop one morning. So I, I know somebody who worked for him at the time. It was there when the FBI came in. He's like, yeah, it was. That'd be funny. Something else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be like, hey. Well, okay. Doesn't it make you kind of think like after the Golden State killer? If they had DNA? Like, did oh, they have it's, DNA? Oh, it's possible. Yeah. I don't think they have any DNA. But. We wouldn't know if they did. I know, but that kind of opens up a. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can. They found They found money, I think, is all they ever found. Yes. Because it didn't match it. the barcodes or something. Mm-hmm. It did or didn't. It, I think it did. You know, like, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's all they, they found. So they're pretty sure he didn't die. Yeah, I spent one day watching like a four-hour thing on Discovery Channel, and I learned nothing. No. I you know learned funny? nothing. D.B. No Cooper knows. in the drawing looks an awful lot like the Zodiac. So is it possible? <sighs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Interesting. Them drawings look an awful lot alike. I'm going to draw some drawings, too. Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> That person looks like a damn abstract drawing. That person looks like a potato. <laughs> she ended up drawing, are we looking for the elephant man, Danielle? <laughs> Depends if your definition of an elephant. So he's made this distress call, and they take that shit seriously. So the Coast Guard released F-15 fighter jets to intercept, to, yeah, to intercept him. And Schreckner's plane was discovered in flight with the door open and the cockpit empty. So when Back. they're looking in at him, they don't know if he's on the floor, like of the cockpit or like slumped over, just because they can't see him. Wow. Yeah, they don't know. And he's at twenty four thousand feet. Like that's how far the, that he parachuted out. But they don't know that. I think this is the part I remember. They followed that plane until it crashed north of Milton, Florida, at about nine twenty p.m. It had flown 200 miles on autopilot and crashed like 75 yards from a residential area. Yeah. Wow. Yes. <gasps> they were prepared to shoot that motherfucker down, though, if he turned towards Washington, D.C. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would not have been a good thing. Now there's a crash site, and they have to go down and check that out. Um, and then upon investigation, they discovered there was no blood inside the plane. And the windshield showed no signs of being cracked or imploded or anything like that. You know, reporting false 
falsified things is not good. No, you can get in trouble for that. Yeah. On board the aircraft, they found a United States Atlas, which your Lyft driver needed. <laughs> he needed an Atlas. He needed an Atlas. Yeah, he pulls out his Atlas. <laughs> well, let me take a look here. <laughs> they also found a national campground directory, both of which had Florida and Alabama sections torn out. Hmm. 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 Bro, what the fuck are you doing? No. He says his idea was simple. Commit suicide, make it look like an accident, and have his wife Michelle collect the insurance. To ensure that he would die, he says he disabled the parachute. I wiretied it shut. The D-ring, I wiretied it shut. So once I started the process, I couldn't stop it. If he really disabled his parachute, as he says, his death would be certain. Yet the accounts of the next few minutes are murky and bizarre. He claims he swiped the tail of the plane during his plunge, hitting his head and partially releasing the tight-shut parachute. So do you remember hitting the ground? I never hit the ground. Um, Was it a swamp? I remember hearing this explosion of wood. And feeling this yank up on my harnesses, I had fished a tree perfectly coming through it, and it had grabbed the stringers and slowed me down. And then somehow I splashed into the river. It was the Coosa River in rural Childersburg, Alabama, near Birmingham. The parachute he claims he disabled works perfectly. And the parachute was on top of me. And, um, I remember I had to try to ball the parachute up because it was dragging me in the current. Did you want to be rescued at this point? I don't know if I did or not. I, uh, I, I was so stunned that I had lived. I had prepared myself for death. So after parachuting to the ground, Schreckner made his way to a private residence at about 2.30 a.m. on January 12th. He was wet from the knees down and told the residents he had been in a canoeing accident. I'm like, the fuck you did at 12.30 in the morning? Get the hell off my front porch. What do you, how would you even accident a canoe? I don't know. And only being wet from the knees down. Like, if you're in a canoe and you tip over. An ac- okay. If you can stand up afterwards, <laughs> you didn't get in an accident. You just flipped over because you're drunk. Yeah. That's what happened. But you would still be soaked, not just knees down wet. Wow. Very concerning. Yes. I disagree with that. So they contacted the police, which didn't, they didn't make the connection yet that he was part of this plane crash. Yeah. And they took him to a local hotel where he paid in. Kiesh. Paid in Kiesh and gave a fake name. Billy Bob. The Morton. Morton. <laughs> I think he might have used his brother-in-law's name. I think I don't know. Like, Why the if you're going to do a fake name, make it fake. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Mr. Johnson. Johnson, we're looking for Hugh Johnson. Hugh Johnson. It's Hugh Johnson. <laughs> oh, there you are. I'm sorry. Can I call you Huge? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Meoff. Also looking for Mr. Okay, funny story real quick. When my uh, when my mom was a nurse, she was in charge of a, a doctor's office. Um, and they played a joke on one of the new nurses. And they gave her a chart and told her to go out and announce <gasps> Jack Mehoff. Yeah. So she goes out and goes, 
and everyone they done this to people before and they look at it and they go ha 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 funny and they walk back well she walks in and goes me off me off jack jack me off and there was this older <laughs> little older man who had who whose hearing wasn't really all that great whose name was me something or something along those lines well he thought it was him so he stood up and went over, oh mr me off mr me off come here my my mom had to walk out and go that no mr so-and-so sit down come here come here and she had to go and read the name say it again now say it and she was like oh, oh. she's just casually screaming that the- jack me off <laughs> okay before the police also were connecting everything he traveled to a storage facility where he had stored his bicycle yes he stored his motorcycle and then he rode the vehicle to koa campground in quincy florida Without offering a name, he told the owners of the grounds that he was traveling across country with friends and used cash to smart guy to yeah. purchase a one-night tent site, firewood, and a six-pack of beer. What kind of beer? Natty, Natty Light. He's a little classier than that. He's a oh. rich person. Oh, PBR? No. <laughs> Daniel's um. not even voting here. Um, um, what's the, uh, what's the topic? Beer. Beer. A rich person beer, not Michelob Ultra. Not a rich Corona. person. Corona. That would be closer, I would think. Regular Budweiser. No, I want to keep guessing. Asta Estella Dwar. Estella, that was, yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, maybe a uh, Blue Moon. Heineken. Um, Heineken. Summer Shandy. A rich Lionel person's Poo-poo? beer. It's not a rich person's beer. It was richer than Natty or PBR. Oh, Coors <sighs> Light. Coors. Miller. Miller Light. Um, Bud Light. Bud Light. Lime. Bud Lime. Light. Lime. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that does kind of sound like something a rich person would yeah. do. <laughs> when he's on the run, I mean, he's taking it easy. You no. know that cover band I like? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rod Tough Curls. Yeah. They play Africa. And you know, and the song goes, dun, 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 and everyone goes, Bud Light Lime, Bud Light Lime. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> You'll oh never unhear God. it. <laughs> Bud Light Lime, Bud Light Lime. But not- he's doing the type of camping we all want to do. Glamping. Yes, glamping. Oh. It's glamorous camping because he has alcohol and access to the internet. I was going to say drunk camping. Well, a lot of people can do that. <laughs> but he's got at least the internet. He might have access to electricity, too. But he at least has the a computer and wireless internet. But U.S. Marshal Frank Shimento says Shrinker indeed had a plan that was detailed and deliberate. It was obvious in gathering all the intelligence and all the information about this flight from Indiana to Florida that he devised an escape plan to fake his own death. There was a lot of planning that went into this. Do you really expect people to believe that you just happened to find your motorcycles there? I mean, that that just doesn't add up to a lot of people. If I was trying to fake my death, I would have left my IDs and everything in the airplane. 
I would have filled up the airplane full of fuel and let it go out over the Gulf or wherever it was trying to go. You would make, make sure that the airplane couldn't be found. Another bold lie. In fact, had topped off his fuel tank in what appeared to be the perfect disappearance scheme. Jump out of the plane and let it keep flying into the deep waters of the Gulf of Mexico. He would be presumed dead and no one would find his body. Instead, the plane crashed just a few miles short of the Gulf. Oh, the plane crash. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I now that yeah, I I now remember all this. Yeah, but the plane wasn't supposed. I to I never crash. knew. All, I never knew all the details, but into a residential area. It was supposed to keep going into the Gulf of Mexico and then okay. never be seen again. Yeah. You get on the internet, what's going to be the top news? Plane crash. Plane Found crash. with no, no driver. Yeah, but distress call. When I saw myself on you know, ABC on, your, on the website, it was like the, it was over. You know, it was, I had no desire to live at that point. Because um, I just, I embarrassed my family so much. On January 12th, Schreckner emailed a friend and a neighbor, Tom Britt, stating the crash was a misunderstanding and that he had checked into the motel because he was embarrassed and scared of returning home. He also said that he would likely be gone by the time Britt read the email. Britt turned the email over to the police. Smart, smart guy. Smart dude, yep. The same day, Hamilton County Superior Court judge froze the assets of both Schreckner and his estranged wife. And she's like, can I not get a fucking break? She's like, I divorced the dick. Can you leave my monies alone? She's like, I'm just trying to buy toilet paper. Yes. Damn it. Damn it. I'm potty training one of the kids. I'm also trying to buy a new Chanel bag. Okay. Ah. <laughs> the, uh, someone had a picture up of the bag LeBron James carried into the NBA finals. And it was a $40,000 alligator skin bag. <gasps> I don't like that. So could, I could literally pay off my student loans with that money. Well, you know the thing is though, they say he's he's pretty frugal with his money. Like for the money he has, you see some of these guys and they yeah. have these huge houses and his house is obviously very nice, but for a guy who's number worth one. in the nine yeah. digits. Sorry. Yeah. Could oh he, yeah. But could he afford a house on Guy's Lake? He could probably afford to buy Guy's Lake. Yes. It's Geist Reservoir. It's not and a it's lake. a reservoir. Whole okay. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to need you to be more French. It's a big pond. <laughs> At about 10 p.m. on January 13th, officials captured. Mm, captured? Captured that too. Schreckner in a pup tent. At the the cup and itch. A pop tent or a, a pup, pup tent? For the same thing, yeah. It's the size of a tent for a dog. It's a little bigger. Okay. At a Quincy campground. They had roughly located him using information from the email he sent. So when you're on the run, don't use your Personally, email. I would rather have been captured than to have had to have camped out in the middle of nowhere for that long. For a day? He was only gone out for a day. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I really haven't been paying attention as close as I thought I was. Well, God. I mean, it's, it sounds like a lot, but it's only happening over. It's happening like three days. Yeah. Crash the plane, hotel room, campsite. And this whole time, I've been very concerned. That it's January, but they're also in Florida. Yeah, and this I'm like wouldn't it be okay, cold? So, so now, yeah, the it can't. It, it, I think it gets sometimes down into like the 40s. Yeah, in so Florida, in it the can winter. definitely be uncomfortable, but you're not gonna die. No. Yep. The grounds owners Troy and Caroline Hastings grew suspicious when the man had failed to check out by 5 p.m. 
Upon approaching Schreckner's site, Troy Hastings noticed a large red stain on the outer flap of his tent. The couple were soon contacted by the local sheriff who asked if anything unusual had happened recently at the camp. Mr. Hastings told the officer about the suspicious camper shortly thereafter, and authorities swarmed the campground. Investigators told the press that he had slashed his left wrist, had an additional self-inflected wound near his elbow, and was barely conscious. U.S. Marshal Assistant Chief Deputy Frank Cimento said that Schreckner wasn't able to speak very clearly. He was very incoherent and had lost massive amounts of blood by the time oh, authorities first arrived. Oh, so he had attempted arrived. suicide. Yes, and I was and like, they, he really committed to that. It. Oh, wow. Yeah, like he was ready to die. So it's a weird thing that like, it's all about him and his money and his girlfriend. I'm going to disappear and live this second life. And then he really was committing suicide. I was like, I wondered if he, you know, had pills or drugs in his system, which lessens your inhibition and willingness maybe to do all that yeah. um obviously he had bud light lime but he had he had overdosed on bud light lime <laughs> the paramedics were able to control his bleeding and he was life lined he was no, no! <laughs> You're just bored. Uh, paramedics were able to control his bleeding, and he was lifelined to Tallahassee Memorial Hospital. At the campground, they continued to gather more evidence. In the saddlebags of his motorcycle, he had a lot of MREs. What are MREs, Daniel? Short uh, for- meal ration. I think something. It's the. It's. Oh. It's what the military. It's what they hand out for food. Do you have a vote? Me, That's exa- I know what an MRE meal is. Ration, I, don't, I can't remember either. what it stands for. Yeah, you're right. Meals, meals ready to eat. Meals, meals ready, ready to, to eat. eat. Yep. Nice. Uh, yep, but you were right. They sell that, like they call it like astronaut food. Yeah. Astronaut food. No, this is different. No, they're like high That's calorie, like the, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're very yeah. calorie dense and stuff. It's what they give the military. Mm-hmm. But regular people and, can so buy it's not free. Oh, yeah. Ice cream. yeah. 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 It, it's actually it's not a bad idea to have them just in case. Oh, emergency! You ever, oh yeah, if there was a you know a catastrophe, you know a storm comes through and no mm-hmm. power and da 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 da. We should get some. They always say to have like I don't know if it's seventy two hours worth of supplies mm-hmm. just in case worst case scenario it'd take them that long to get to you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Have a can opener if you have Korean can opener. Can opener. So he also had extra clothing, a quantity of cash close to three thousand dollars. He had a GPS thingy. Um, he had knives, a laptop, computer, toiletries, and a map. So he really thought he was going to get going with yes, just three thousand dollars, though. But I don't know if that's all he could get because they froze stuff. Or but he still, it looks like he was trying to disappear. Mm-hmm. I mean, or at least kind of. I don't know how you start a life with just that stuff, or if you just disappear long enough. I don't know how long you have to be gone for federal charges to go away. I don't know. Um, what if you're pronounced dead? Yeah. Then they then do kind of go away. Yeah. He told 2020 different versions of the story, saying his bipolar disorder and painkillers left him in a confused fog. The yes. closest he came to admitting the truth was this. It absolutely points to a premeditated desire to run, take the death, crash the airplane. 
because of the motorcycle, because of the forward planning. It's hard for me to grasp that I would do that. So on January 13th, 2009, he was charged in Hamilton County, Indiana, with 11 counts of unlawful acts by compensated advisor and unlawful transaction by investment advisor, and his bail was set at $4 million. So he in trouble. <laughs> by June, he pleaded guilty to federal charges of destroying an aircraft and causing the U.S. Coast Guard to respond when no help was needed. So that you were talking about that, that you can get in trouble for falsely asking for help. Yeah. In August, he was sentenced to four years and three months in federal prison and was required to pay $34,000 in restitution to the Coast Guard and $871,000 in restitution for Harley Davidson, the plane's linen holder line holder i don't know what this means if daniel was listening he would know he really doesn't, doesn't he's not participating at all <laughs> everyone who's their favorite podcaster in between the three of us is daniel it, it shouldn't be he's not playing that's not true <laughs> oh my god it should be me oh i, I do all the what's work the, what's the question <laughs> what's the question sorry man he had to pay like over eight hundred thousand dollars to harley Davidson. Harley Davidson. Yes, because it was the Plains oh, lean okay. holder. I don't know. Lean holder. Maybe really? That's, yeah, like I don't know what that Harley means. Harley Davidson was the lean holder, so that basically means Harley Davidson owned the note. <laughs> We're really struggling with the dog this time. Hang on. Hang on, folks. We're going to take a picture here. So you can see what's going on. So you can see what's going he on. He normally here. goes to my parents and gets babysat, but there's another dog that they're babysitting. Oh, he gone. Wow, that was kind of... I've never really heard him bark like that. He'll howl when our daughter cries enough. He's kind of a big dumb dog. (laughs) He's a big dumb dog. (laughs) He goes, I don't want to be on the podcast. I don't want to talk into the mic. I don't want to be. Oh, the the lean thing. Yes. So Harley Davidson basically is who the bank is. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of weird unless it's another Harley Davidson. I don't know. But that's he, basically who owns yeah. the, the okay. That's who has the power if he quits paying that they're who say that they would be the ones to go repossess the airplane. Okay. okay. Or if he crashes it and yeah. the insurance says, Well, you were on the run and you crashed it on purpose, so we're not paying shit. Harley's the one that gets the money stuck yeah. up their ass. Yeah. There's your little I now it makes sense. Your thing on lanes. By August 2010, his possessions had been sold off and there were civil claims against him totaling $20 million. That's a lot. He reached a deal with Indiana prosecutors to plead guilty to five counts of security fraud, serving 10 years in federal prison and paying victims of his schemes more than $630,000, which sounds kind of low in my opinion compared to everything else. He was released, so he and he got to serve those concurrently, so the jail time... It counted for both. Yeah, the jail time for the Coast Guard stuff and the jail time for all his fraud, he got to serve at the same time. So, you know, 10 years really means closer to probably five years. Hmm. Yeah, five years. And he was released on September 18th of 2015 from federal prison. Federal. 
All things considering, I think that's too bad of a punishment. I mean, he kind of just, he kind of did a lot of things that were extremely unnecessary to get to that point. I know. He could have just chilled, wait till he was found in trouble, did what he was supposed to do, and um, he'd be uh, be done with it I think he's in Florida now. I don't know if he has the same girlfriend or what. I don't know how much the mental health Is he a motivational speaker now? He could be. Okay, so this wasn't a murder. It wasn't on Forensic Files, but I think it was a Dateline that I watched. Because I I feel like I remember texting you. It was a 2020. I watched a 2020. There is also a Dateline. Well, I remember texting you being like, I'm watching a Dateline. Remember, that wasn't that long ago. Mm -mm. And I I knew I was going to end up doing it, so I think I didn't tell you like to pay attention to it. I just, as soon as when you said Heritage Insurance, Mm -hmm. I like pictured the sign. I was like, whoa. I've heard of that before. It's just such a weird thing, the flying the plane to try to disappear. And if the plane had really made it all the way to the Gulf Coast, you know, he might have gotten away with this or at least disappeared for longer. And I think his wife really had no idea what was going on. There's also uh, who the bleep did I marry? There's that one, too. That would be good for that. Yeah, she talks a lot on that. It's just she her name was like as. You know, CEO something something, or her name was on the business a lot. But she's like, he worked, I took care of the kids. She's said, I have no idea what was really going on, and I think she's being honest. She was clueless, and all other friends and neighbors were like, I had no idea how he was making money because he was always just hanging out, you know, like leisure activities. Well, I mean, you have a ten thousand square foot house. Mm-hmm. He he obviously has a business i probably wouldn't worry about it either yeah so but all the neighbors are like when do you go to work uh, yeah and i don't like, know it's cocktail cove i don't have to nobody works here on the reservoir yeah so i think his wife was really oblivious but now and it said they stayed in fishers and that his family was struggling to get by and it's like how did you stay in fishers yeah i was like Come, go somewhere else in indiana i think it was part of it was keeping the friends like normalcy or something yeah for the kids sake yeah but but they were able to stay in Fishers, and I don't know how you afford that. And I don't know what she did with money. But then recently, like within like 2017 or so, his daughter did something with the Indie Star that she was starting trying to start a GoFundMe or something because she didn't do well with all of this. It, her dad was a big part of her life. They did a lot of things together. He was a very good dad. And then all of a sudden, this happens one day. Just all of a sudden, everything's over. It wasn't like a buildup to anything. It was just your dad is going away. And you're the center of attention, too. It's a big deal. So she got made fun of a lot. And I think the other the boys did, too. But she couch surfed her entire high school. That her she wasn't... I don't know if she couldn't live with her mom and brothers. I don't know if she wasn't welcomed or if she didn't want to stay. But she lived on people's couches, and the one family that she stayed with a lot said her mom never called to ask how she was. Never. And it was like, you know, so she grew up not right because her dad, even once her dad got out, she's like, he's not my dad anymore. And he, I think he wrote a mean letter to her once that really fucked her up. So now she did. So by, by good dad, though, you meant emotionally available at one point. Yeah, he supported her. She was younger, like pre-teenager when this before this all happened. So he took took her to do things, was available, was a regular, what you expect from a dad. 
And then one day he went to prison and when he got out, it wasn't the same anymore. No, it sounds like this whole thing broke them. Yeah. Their family was a broken family at some point. I think the boys, I think, turned out okay. And now she had to do... I think he accused her of being like him, of like bipolar or less mentally stable. And it's a possibility. I don't know for sure. I don't, you know, I really don't know. She started the GoFundMe as like, I should, I should have a chance to make some money off of this name after suffering from, you know, the name this long of being made fun of or targeted my whole life and or my life being reversed, you know, instead of making money. It's like the reverse Cinderella effect. It's weird. But so she was homeless most of her high school. And I think her family, her mom and her brothers disagree with her story. So it's who's to say what really happened. But she went to Ivy Tech for like welding and is works at a bakery now, I think. It just kind of sounds like she's trying to lay low. Yeah, but she wanted to start this GoFundMe and I think her dad fought it. He didn't want her to have it. That's mean. Yeah. And you, the, you did because this. he needs to make money off his crimes, not yeah. yeah. Her. And he didn't even like the who re- does she think she is. He didn't even like the reporter that was writing this paper, you know, this piece about her. And he didn't even like that. And it was like, dude. So he doesn't want her. I don't know. Yeah. It's it just seemed sadder than it needed to be at, at the end. That is sad. Yeah, it's that, not your fault that he. You have had this horrible, horrible circumstance. Yeah. Yeah, but you do become a target. Kids are mean. Kids are mean. And if your dad tried to fly a plane and do the Gulf of Mexico and attempted suicide and stole a bunch of money from people. Yeah, that one doesn't die down. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, you'll be the target forever. Yeah. And she, but she, I don't think she wanted to change her name. She's like, maybe if I get married, I will. So it's just a. He was a bad version of D.B. Cooper. Yeah, yeah, he didn't, he wasn't successful. No. Yeah. Times are different now, though, because internet's one of the main reasons. Sounds like he got caught. Yeah, don't send emails if you're on the run. Yeah, because you know, like they can trace like where you were, like what router you were using. I think. So I think the soapbox announcement is: find a psychiatrist if you're feeling mentally unstable. Take your meds. Don't stop taking your meds without consent from your psychiatrist. Sometimes it takes a long time for your meds to work properly. Suicide is never the answer. And if you feel suicidal... That's really relevant, actually. Yeah, that's why I felt... I oddly was drawn to this inadvertently, I think. Yeah, if you feel suicidal, go to the emergency room now. I'll put the suicide hotline in this episode thingy. Yeah, because we're all medicated. Shoot! Shoot! I take one... What is it? Shit fire, save the matches. <laughs> yeah. I so take, I pretty, take pretty serious stuff to end that with, but it's important. Obviously, there's a lot going on these days um, surrounding mental health, and we just want you to have a healthy mind and body. Get a therapist. The hardest step is the first step, I would say, to find someone, and there's a lot of anxiety with going and meeting someone and having to tell your whole life story, and it it just sucks sometimes. But once you get going and you get on meds and you're like, I'm so glad I did this because you can feel better. And clearly it doesn't matter what social standing or success you experience. Like it doesn't, it'll, it doesn't matter. Mental health does not discriminate. No. 
Your brain can get sick just like any other part of your body. Damn. Uh, say it louder for the people in the back. Damn. Uh. <laughs> no, we all take drugs. We like our drugs. Don't share your drugs. Don't do that. Unless you're puffing. Then you get two puffs and then you pass it. <laughs> pass. And then we have a promo for Murder Blows. Hard. Okay, it doesn't say hard. It's just Murder Blows. And now these are four women that investigate mysteries, true crime, psychology, paranormal, conspiracies, all types of stuff. And they, I don't know how they do it with the internetses, the interwebs, and connecting their technologies but they do it and it's impressive and i think it's unique to have four people we can only manage three and we have to be all be in the same room to do it and even then we have problems but they've got it down and they do a damn good job (sighs) i've been listening to a ton of true crime podcasts lately but you know there's just not enough conspiracy theories in it what about international crime But what about the psychological aspect? I mean, what were they thinking? Yeah, but who's talking about cults and even paranormal stuff? Hey, wait, that's us. It's Murder Blows. We're a podcast of four friends talking about the things we love the most. Join us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, anywhere that you get your podcasts every Monday morning. And if you haven't gotten enough of us yet, we are on Twitter at Murder Blows and Instagram at Murder Blows Cast. So come on, come hang out with us or listen to us every Monday. Thanks so much. Bye. Brava. Oh, God, the dog is drinking out of the toilet. The last person to pee, did they flush? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wasn't me. The toddler flushes a million times a day, so it probably has been flushed. Yeah, you guys should check your water, bro. Oh, okay. And we have a new Patreon donor, donator, thing, person. Mole! Yay! Yay! She enjoys long walks on the beach and listening to us naked in the bathtub. Really? Well, I don't know. I made that all up. And that might not be true. I mean, most people are naked in the tub. She could sit there with her clothes on and listen to us in the bathtub. Okay, now that would be weird. Yeah. But thank you. If I can get your address at homicide at gmail.com, I will send you stickers. 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 But that's completely up to you. Stickers are, I don't know, it's a personal preference. So where else can they find us, Carla? Twitter. Instagram. Handle at Who's Your Homicide. MySpace. MySpace. I don't know if MySpace uses handles. Backslash Who's Your Homicide. How's that? Facebook. You can like us and we'll post about our recent cases. Ep- episodes, yeah. Episodes. Also about our big dumb dog. At dicks.com. Backslash Who's Your Homicide. Yeah. Use the Twitter handle. Pound sign, who's your homicide? That's not a handle. <laughs> I just wanted to say. That's sign. a fucking hashtag. That's what, that's what it used to be pounds. back in my day. What's a it pound sign? What's a pound sign? I still get confused, honestly. But then I know that they call the other one star. So I'm like, okay, they didn't say star, so what's the other one? Yeah. It's the tic-tac-toe board. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Number everything? Sign. Is that everything? I think so. I yeah. have a hemorrhoid the size of a walnut.
I can't find my hemorrhoid How big cream. are walnuts? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you need your hemorrhoid cream? I, I think I'm okay right hemorrhoid now. Cream? I'll help you put it on. No. With, with his nose. With his nose. nose. Ah! <laughs> so funny story. One year for Halloween, my aunt and uncle dressed up as a full size, like they went as both halves of a horse. <gasps> and my <gasps> uncle was a horse's ass. And he painted a red dot on his nose and said it was a hemorrhoid. <laughs> That's some next level shit. I think that is it. Take your meds. Don't crash your planes. And if you're going to pull off a D.B. Cooper, you better be better than D.B. Cooper. That's bum, all I'm saying. Bum. Weird obsession. And for honest to goodness, stay, stay out, out of the, the corn. And campsites. Come on, really? I just wanted to add here how important it is to seek help. I've added the suicide hotline number, but I know the majority of you may not be to that point. Perhaps it's reaching out to a hotline number might feel like too much in the moment. And before you know it, those moments become our lives and you're living some type of half-life you never planned to find yourself in. So the first step is really finding a psychiatrist and or therapist, preferably both, that work together in the same office just to make things easier. Get online, look one up that is near you, and will work with your insurance. I get that this sucks, truly, and it takes a long time to see positive results. But you're not alone, but you have a life to live, even if your brain won't let you see it right now.